0: This is Innovating a Bright Future. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Avery Krywalt, with Innovating a Bright Future, where I walk you through the innovative and revolutionary technology driving climate action and laying the foundation for a sustainable future. This is another bonus episode, and it's kind of a sibling to the previous bonus episode. I warned you before that episode that it was a little bit dire, and yeah, it was. But this episode is all about how we can benefit from taking action on climate change, even when we're in such dire straits. We're going to be talking about the opportunities that come with climate change, from youth leaders to corporations worth trillions, to incredible new technology that is driving quality of life up. It's a nice counterbalance to the previous bonus episode, So I personally recommend that you listen to the two back-to-back, but do you. This is going to be a fun one. Stick around. (music) Climate change is a threat. A huge threat and climate action is often seen as a cost, a sacrifice. In many cases, that is true. But in a vast number of other ways, climate action is an opportunity. Yes, we need to work hard. Yes, we need to change. But it's like training hard for a sport and going on to win the division. The human race and the planet will undoubtedly benefit from initiating mass change on a global scale. Making change creates engagement from individuals Collaboration to fight a greater threat encourages faster and more radical research into some crazy new technology, and it also creates jobs. The process of change is difficult, but it's not a drag on society. In fact, it's what keeps individuals happy and satisfied with their own lives, as well as those of the community or nation. Being able to point to something and say that we achieved that, we did that, we made that happen. By driving towards change and a sustainable future, we also change the opportunities we have to lead our communities. We increase our capacity for new technologies, we give ourselves more stable jobs, more freedom and choice, and ultimately a purpose. Climate action is on a lot of people's minds, and by taking action, we involve ourselves in something that we deeply care about. One of the biggest barriers to climate action is the perceived impact on the economy and jobs. It seems like it's always being said that we can't afford to implement new renewables. New regulations will cost the consumer too much. Coal mining is a source of however many jobs. We can't lose coal. But the thing is that that's all wrong. If you compare the shift in energy to the shift in communication that we've had since the early 2000s, you'll see that radically different and unique technology provides more jobs. It brings money into the economy. It provides investment and research opportunities that were never there before. Between 2005 and 2015 alone, the investment profile of renewable energy was a staggering $100 billion. These investments go straight into the industry. Research and development, resource markets and manufacturing, and it generates new jobs companies expand and diversify national and international industries. Now, money flows into fossil fuel companies too, globally almost half a trillion dollars in 2019 alone. But unlike renewable energy investments, which generate new profit and kickstart new businesses, leading to new technological advancements, the majority of fossil fuel subsidies are directed towards merely keeping the business running. There is no return on investment for the government or the citizens. The money is used to pay for expenses and to pay the salaries of billionaire executives so that they keep the lights on. In transitioning to renewables, we direct that investment from government as well as investment funds and banks to a place where it can generate new money, develop new businesses, where it can feed resource, technology, and even expertise markets. Investing in renewable energy and climate technology Taking climate action ultimately generates more economic activity and actively develops new opportunities and markets, unlike fossil fuel subsidies. You don't have to look far to see this. Economies surrounding renewable energy like wind and geothermal are booming in countries like Norway, Iceland, and even the UK as their energy sectors transform from a reliance on often imported fossil fuels to local renewable energy sources. One subject that doesn't get talked about very much in this energy transition is community and individual engagement. This concept is significantly more abstract and much harder to measure than some of the other ones, but it's still there, and you don't really have to look hard to find it. The idea of engagement is basically more people, corporations, and governments becoming interested in an issue to the point of taking action and initiating change. This can take many different forms. Community action, climate protests, environmental lobbying, resistance to new fossil fuel projects. All of these actions show that the people care about what is happening around them. This holds other citizens as well as higher powers accountable, which is happening at significantly higher rates every year as both concern for the planet and the will to act grows. Individuals are the starting point. By making our beliefs and values visible, those who depend on us for their power, being corporations and government, must adopt similar beliefs and values if they want to retain the business of their customers. This may seem like it doesn't really matter, But it does. By participating in climate action, we force corporations and governments to adopt best practices which protect both human rights and the planet on an even larger scale than any one individual ever could. Again, this is something that Iceland's transition to renewable energy showcased incredibly well. Every sector of Icelandic society was deeply involved in the implementation of geothermal energy especially. Individuals worked on building the infrastructure, media outlets showcased the best stories from the journey, and corporations and governments cooperated on funding and staffing the plants themselves. It was quite a feat of cooperation, and it turned out well for the country. The driving force behind climate action, the one thing that is constantly moving the needle in the right direction, is technology, which is why I find it so inspiring And I direct the focus of this podcast mostly to technology. Climate technology, including renewable energy, carbon capture, efficiency mechanisms, and waste reduction processes are all accelerating at rates that the world has never seen before. That's great, because the better technology that we can implement in order to make the transition to renewable energy easier, the easier it becomes to bring governments, corporations, and individuals on board. Technology is most often an investment. A certain idea is researched and developed into an end product. The end products of this process are then relatively expensive. For example, in general, electric cars are still slightly more expensive than a regular car. However, that is the investment part because as the technology continues to be developed and continues to be more widely adopted, the manufacturing process becomes more efficient and less expensive, eventually becoming cheaper overall than older technology. Although electric cars have been more expensive in the past, at this point, many electric cars can be found at prices that are similar to that of gasoline-powered vehicles. Solar farms are now becoming cheaper than natural gas plants on a levelized scale. It is shocking how quickly technology in these fields is advancing. Solar panel efficiency has risen 18% between 2000 and 2016 and continues to accelerate. Solar PV efficiency is at 23% as of 2021. Some estimates state that if we continue to develop higher panel efficiency and cheaper prices, electricity from solar power will be able to power the entire world with the help of batteries at much less cost to consumers than fossil fuels ever could hope to. Cheaper electricity is made more readily available for everyone to use, including countries less industrialized than Canada or the U.S. Yes, it is an investment. You have to put money into it. But there are significant benefits from making that investment. Those are some of the technological benefits that come directly from progress in the energy and mobility industries. But there are also indirect benefits. In developing regenerative farming techniques, which we'll talk about in season two, we achieve the goal of reducing emissions from agriculture, but we also yield better crops. Working on the internet of things for energy and better use of data will not only allow for more efficient energy systems, but also better internet security and connectivity of all devices. So it's not just energy technology. Just like when the U.S. and U.S.S.R. participated in the space race, they kick-started advanced telecommunications by developing satellites, the transition to renewables that we must pursue within the next decade will lead to new technology throughout all aspects of our lives that we can't even imagine yet, not limited to just energy. This is why existing at this time in history is such an incredible experience. Everything is changing so quickly. We're at a point now that large-scale change is no longer a cost, but an investment and a necessity. I've talked about this in a few episodes already, and it will continue to come up, that taking environmental action used to be something that corporations and governments did to appease their customers or voters, or just because they wanted to feel like they were making positive change. Those same actions are now common sense for these actors to make. Energy from renewable resources like solar and wind is now cheaper on a levelized basis than fossil fuel generation in the vast majority of locations. This is because technology is accelerating quickly. Solar panel efficiency, like I mentioned earlier, is getting better and better every year. Using offshore wind turbines like Orsted is building in the Netherlands, the UK, and the US, The cost of energy will be between 1 and 3 cents per kilowatt hour. For comparison, coal and natural gas usually sit around 6 cents per kilowatt hour. The acceleration of data science allows for more accurate analysis of energy systems, as well as decreased dependency on human input, and precise tweaking to improve performance. By developing interconnected devices using the Internet of Things, which will be an entire bonus episode next season, The mechanisms that run our lives can learn from one another and constantly improve themselves without human intervention. It can now be confidently stated that the human race is experiencing a fourth industrial revolution. An industrial revolution is defined as a distinct change in the way we move, the way we communicate, and the way we generate power. We are changing the way we use transportation by using increasing numbers of public transit as well as electric and hydrogen-powered vehicles. We're changing the way we communicate, as we know, through the mass adoption of social media. And our new energy sources are renewable and carbon-free sources like solar, wind, geothermal, and ocean power. Just as everyone before it, this industrial revolution will dramatically change the way humans as a species operate. We need to accept that change and be conscious of the fact That change is progress, and progress leads to better quality of life for all individuals around the world. This is no time to be afraid. Well, thank you for listening all the way through. I hope this one was an easier listen. Lots of positivity, lots of hope, because there are always these opportunities that come with taking climate action, and overall, Even though it will be difficult, it will turn out to be a net positive for all of the reasons I've already mentioned in this episode. That said, if you wanna read more on these topics, I'll make sure to put a few articles in the show notes that will give you an even better idea of why climate action is a positive goal to pursue. If you like this episode, do me a favor and tell one person about it. Any effort to get the show out to more people is incredibly appreciated. I hope you're liking the show so far. With this bonus episode, we're officially halfway through the first season, so make sure to send us your feedback on all of our social media found in the show notes, and feel free to send in any show ideas that you have too. I love hearing our listeners' ideas and reactions to episodes we've already made. That's all for this episode. Stay innovative, and I'll see you next week.